I also that it says like may contain uh, yeah, like, like sexual themes. You, you Have you seen the movie or not? <laughs> who said? Who should I ask? If not you, the rating. Who should I ask whether or not this contains sexual themes? I, I think this had sexual themes, but I zoned out like halfway <laughs> through. I had popcorn. I don't know. Brunch. Hit it, boys. Happy Hallows, All Hallows Eve, everybody. You really nailed that the one. The ghosts <laughs> and the ghouls Happy, uh, are fluttering. I wish that we celebrated. <laughs> no, finish your point. <coughs> yes? Uh, I wish that we celebrated uh, Day of the Dead instead of Halloween. Day of the Dead looks like a good-ass time. You still haven't seen Coco, huh? No. But I know Day of the Dead has some... Some some more intricate mask situations yeah. and all of that. It's a more like it's a it's a more like culturally meaningful thing. Yeah. Well, Halloween, Halloween is just like the most Halloween uh, doesn't mean level. anything to anybody yeah. unless it's against your religion, in which it's something. In which case, it's something that you don't do. Well, no. Here's what it means: it's, uh, Halloween means something to you if somebody goes as something that is offensive to you. Yes. Then Halloween means a lot to you. So far, I haven't been on the lookout, but so far, uh, really, the the big wave of Halloween has already passed because that was over the weekend. Uh, I haven't heard of any dumb athletes. Ooh, you missed offensive. one. Oh, who? Sean White. What did he do? Uh, he went as Simple Jack from Tropic <laughs> Thunder. Yeah. Which and what was we, wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> we always thought we always talk about it. I thought it was kind of funny. I could I actually couldn't wait to bring it up because we always talk about there's always somebody who does blackface. Right. He avoided the blackface character in that movie and, and then he went to the next defensive that's one. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that movie has blackface and he still yeah, just basically don't do Tropic Thunder stuff. Yeah. Uh it, what did you think of Tropic cr- Thunder? I haven't seen it like in full in like a long time. Ah, uh, it's like really it funny. But I just know it's I I know it's like not a good movie. Really, I yeah. think that people think that it is a good movie. People love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do think it's funny. It's like okay, it's very funny. Yeah. He, it's a, it's funny that he went as the uh, as the second most offensive character in that movie, arguably. Yeah, and still caught the uh, the biggest backlash of this year so far. Yeah, uh, still early though. We still uh, we're still not even to Halloween yet. I don't know. I th- I think that that we are safe like the bad because the bad stuff happens or the the big costumes you blow it out over the weekend that's true uh and this was a this wasn't like a sort of splitsies thing where you could grab two weekends out of it it was pretty clear this past weekend was uh gonna be the one uh we dressed up sure for did. halloween yep. uh our plan was to like do a fun halloween day and like spend the day in costumes and like go out and do all these things. And then the Red Sox played an 18 inning game the night before. And when I woke up on Saturday, it was like 2 p.m. and it was dark. And it, cause like there was, it had like that post rain thing that was going on. And it was just the least excited for a day to like experience a day as I've ever been. So we ended up just like getting dinner and watching a baseball game in costumes. Our, uh, our, I did get sabotaged in like a couple of different directions because one, there was like a nor'easter and it was oh, right. pouring all day. Yep. And the Red Sox playing till four thirty in the morning, four o'clock in the morning the mm-hmm. previous night, 
really just threw a, a wrench into plans. But it was a good time. Yeah, we were like, you know what? No one's going to be uh, out in Fenway tonight because it's rainy and gross and they're not clinching. So Fenway might actually be a pretty survivable place. And it was. It was... Uh, it was a, a fine time. Ate food, didn't get very drunk. It was like it. It was exactly what I wanted to do. Went home, watched Mamma Mia two, and it's Did you entirety. Really? Yeah. Wow. Good for and you. And I was like very sober by the time the movie was over, and I was like sick. Cool <laughs> night. Did uh, did you buy it on DVD? I bought it on demand. Oh, because demand. so okay. now I have the uh, sing along options on my TV. Really? Yeah. I can. Yeah. There's like a, I don't know what it is, but there's like a sing along feature. I was going to fire it up the other night. I couldn't sleep, but I figure that would be a, a real racket. Well, I think that we got to have like a, a brunch sleepover yeah. and do some more, a yeah. second brunch sleepover yes. with Mamma Mia themed. I've uh, watched it twice since I bought it, and two points have really been hammered home to me about Mamma Mia 2. We did not talk about what a difference making the sequel to a PG movie, PG-13 does. Like, I think that that's the biggest difference in why that movie is so great, other than they got rid of Meryl Streep. I think that the first one, and I need to check if the first one's even PG. I think it's got to be PG, right? It's like clean and corny and everything. And then the second one, they ramp it up pretty quick. They got, like, students sexually harassing teachers. (laughs) You got Be Still My Beating Vagina out of Christine Baranski. That was like... No, the first one's PG-13, too. How? I have no idea. May contain some boring elements not suited for children. Yeah, I think they just like referred to the fact that sex was had, and they were like, oh, got to make a PG-13. Oh, you know what? That's, yeah, that's what am I... Uh, the, the first one is slut-shaming out the wazoo. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, thinking about that when I went to... What did I... I think I've honestly like erased the first Mamma Mia from my memory. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah, I don't need it. And yeah. to the second one, uh second one acts as a very effective standalone. Oh yeah, well it ignores that uh Walters and uh Bill uh in in the first one, for all you know, Walters and Bill have never met. Who's and Walters. What I don't know what her last name is or her first name. Uh the Christine Baranski is one, and then the other one is something Walters. She's calling her Wal- Barbara Walters? Yes. Nice. Barbara Walters uh, and uh, Bill. There's this, They tie in this love storyline between them in the second one that does not at all make sense if you do that to the first one. But, uh, yeah, I uh, when I was in the movies today, I was uh, seeing First Man, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, there's a preview for... The the Green Book or something? Oh, with uh with Mahershala Ali, Ali and yeah, Viggo Mortensen, yeah, and it looks great. And I forget what the rating is on it. It's either PG thirteen or R, but it's said in it. It's like because there's a lot of racism in this movie. Really? So like certain things, even if like certain words aren't said and everything i feel like certain content it's like racist themes right like yeah like if if you have to watch like some bad like scenes where somebody's experiencing racism a child should not have to watch that without like being like briefed and told about that like that could fuck That's, a kid up imagine yeah. going into a movie theater not knowing much about like wh- what the the Just 50s like and 60s movie. were like yeah. right and then being like Oh my that my grandmother took me to see Life is Beautiful 
and I was so scarred because I just didn't know that people were that horrible. I wonder if the boy in the striped pajamas is uh, is PG thirteen then because it is like a very Nazi. It is PG thirteen. Wow, mm. it's like a children's story, but like uh, it's it's sort of dark and it's uh, like revolves around Nazis. Yeah, Mamma Mia one. It should been like PG thirteen. There's a lot of singing and dancing. Obviously, Abba's songs are pretty clean, but they make a they they make a woman feel pretty bad about something that that she shouldn't feel bad about. She was living her life, and that that all fits in that that tiny little box that it says under <laughs> PG thirteen. It's just like a big thing about like she was young it's just and like she met in the, yeah. in the ratings box, and like I don't see why it's such a big problem. Uh, they, they should were, have more fun with those rating boxes. Yeah. Sometimes there's ones that I see and they're like, huh. I'm like, huh. that's a, a funny way to describe something that happens in that movie. I think that's our new thing. Uh, brunch ratings. <laughs> yes. We, it's just whatever the rating is. And then says like, I also, that it, it says like, may contain uh, yes, like, like sexual themes. You, you have you seen the movie or not? <laughs> who, then who should I ask? <laughs> if not you, the rating. Who should I ask whether or not this contains sexual themes? I, I think this had sexual themes, but I zoned out like halfway <laughs> yeah. through. I had popcorn. I don't know. It's, it's It was a whole thing. Speaking of popcorn, I am uh, playing Hurt because I went to the movies today, saw uh, a movie. Won't say what it is. You already Let's did. Let's just say <laughs> it was long and fucking boring. And uh, I just got up in the middle of it and I was like, I'm not even hungry, but I'll get something. So I got popcorn. Went back to my seat, was eating it, and I was like, if this isn't some bland popcorn, I'm going to get back up. And, I, and none of these were during pee times. I was just get, I was taking joy rides during this well, movie. The, the good thing about First Man, and we'll get to it, but you like, know what happens. is like 70% of pee time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> you were whizzing left and right. Uh, I, so I got up and I put some butter on the popcorn, which I never do. Yeah, and then no, I was like, you know, me. while I'm here, I'll throw a little salt on there. I have felt dreadful all day. How does anyone ever do that? People who put butter and stuff and the fixins on their popcorn, let us know. I've just been pumping water into me. I've been like, I have an IV going on. And it's not like a, like a DJY dietary thing because I've still been eating like absolute garbage. I don't think anything has made me feel as bad as eating that. I think that if, if, uh, if like buttered popcorn at the movies came pre-packaged yeah i would do it more but the fact that i have to witness them literally take like a rusty old pump no well you do it yourself oh really yeah you do it yourself and it is i just never get it. it's not butter it doesn't taste like butter it tastes like good but like it's it's just so clearly clearly not the worst thing that you you don't like body right uh so, my other point about seeing Mamma Mia 2 a couple times over the weekend, we never really talked about the sexiest moment in film history, because that exists in Mamma Mia 2. That's not true, I can already tell you, because it, it won't beat the Kelly Rohrbach party, party dress scene from Baywatch. It's up there. Well, so th- that was sex between the viewer and Kelly yes, Rohrbach yes. and the viewer. <laughs> yes. uh, it's mainly sex between the viewer and themselves watching that. <laughs> Uh, this is sex between two people who don't even have sex for a little while. I'm talking about uh, why did it have to be me when they're on the boat, Bill takes her on the boat, he's singing to her, 
And then she starts to sing the uh, I was so lonely, I was blue, da 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 da. It had to be you. And he's like, and she's kind of like making some sexy moves. And then she pulls him up. And during the uh, I only wanted a little love affair, they do this thing. You know what I'm talking about? The uh, like knees they change. Like, they're like doing this, but they're like moving like. She's like pushing like him back. Walking. <laughs> they are doing this grind walk dance thing that I'm sure, uh, I'm sure like it's a learnable dance, but just oh my god, how sexy! You don't you don't remember what I'm talking about? No, uh, no clue. All I remember from that scene is that it is literally the scene the from Always Sunny. Yeah, the implication, good. yeah. Uh, one of my friends actually, uh, we were talking about that movie, and I brought up like, yo. Is that not the sexiest scene ever? And she was like, "Oh my god, that's my favorite part of the movie. That is that shit is so sexy." And she was like, and she said that Bill, uh, young Bill's the best. And I was like, "Young Bill's the creepiest for sweet. sure." Oh no, he's the best. I was like, "Do you think that's a take?" Yeah, but he's the creepiest. Uh, I don't know. I think that he's the young creepiest. Harry qualifies as the creepiest. He's the creepiest. Uh, young Harry is the most desperate, right? Because like discomfort and creepy kind of go together. And yes, nobody's giving you discomfort. I think that Harry had better intentions. Harry was like, "Please have yeah. sex with me. I need. If you because, don't have sex with me, I'm, I'm gonna a sad die, boy." Yes. Right? But uh, young Bill was like, "Have sex with me, or you're going to drown in this ocean." Yeah, right. He <laughs> leaned into the impl. Yeah, I, I'm not d- disputing that uh, Bill was creepy. They were all creepy. I mean, those two were creepy. Really, the only one that well, wasn't creepy guys, was Sam, so. and he was the biggest asshole yes, of the three. Yeah. Let me see if I can find this. Why did it have to be me, Mama Mia? Because I'm going to be... This always happens. When you, you look up something... Mm-hmm. And it has like a... Oh, I can't the, tell. The is that thumbnail? Is that right? Is that thumbnail? It's a picture of them on the boat. And I don't know but if... it's probably not from the video. Let's see. We got a little advertisement situation. They should make it, they should make it illegal to, for, uh, for YouTube to have thumbnails that aren't from directly from the video. Yeah. Illegal. This is going to make me... Oh, yes! Okay. You were looking for someone to hold. It's only natural, but why did it have to be me? All right, here she goes. So this part's pretty sexy. <laughs> it's getting very sexy. Well, uh, Lily James in it is in yeah. it, so yeah. All right, you ready for some sexiness? Yeah. Here it comes. Oh, oh yeah, all right, come all right, on. all right. And then well, that's pretty good. All right. Yeah, I don't know how you just don't lay out on the boat right there and just get the deed done. The fact that right. they even the, waited. <laughs> well, they they didn't have sex on that boat trip. I don't. It's I don't think so. I think so. they did in the middle of the night. No, the the get over here thing was when uh, after Sam leaves and she he comes back after uh, they sing Mamma Mia and Walter young Walters is yes. none too happy because she doesn't That's fancy true. him she thinks he's the most beautiful man yes. in the world and she says oh well she's sad you know what I do when I'm sad eat cake I eat cake yep and then she calls baklava cake and she doesn't even call baklava baklava <laughs> she says they've got this cake over there called baklava 
Remember that? Nope. You don't? This <laughs> is clearly so fresh in your brain. Yeah. Although I only saw, I saw it like two weeks ago. Man. My memory just stinks. It's, are you going to get it? Yeah, for sure. You should get it on I'm, DVD. I'm going to get it in a physical copy. Right. Yeah. That I, I'm need, a, I need a portable uh, portable access mummia wherever I go. Uh, honestly, I'm going to be like, I'm going to do pull a Dawson's Creek. I'm going to get like a portable DVD player. Just in case anything happens. <laughs> if the grid goes down, yeah. I'm going to be like, well... I've never been like a big digital download guy, like when they package that with the physical copy. Yeah. I would love it if it came with Mamma Mia because my computer doesn't have a uh, CD-ROM drive. Ooh. Yeah, I've got like a bunch of... Uh, my Where I have all my records, There's I just have like the, the, little, the those cards yeah. scattered about... Yeah, it's like I have Apple Music. I don't need your digital download, but thanks. Yeah, I have Apple Music and Spotify. Yes. I don't need uh, <laughs> your digital download. Speaking of which, uh, very, very sorry uh, if I didn't push this enough on here, but the Kim Petras um, Halloween EP was amazing. And now it's time is probably done because who's going to listen to a Halloween EP after right, Halloween. Great, great timing. Too. But it's really good. It's like a lot of like, it's like very dancey and great, but a lot of it is like, like creepy and dying and stuff like that. And as a Father John Misty fan, I love songs about dying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, what else do I have written down before we get to some of these movies? Uh, oh, when we were at the bar this weekend, uh, it was kind of the first time in a while that I've really been in the thick of uh like young adults out and drinking yeah. and try, trying to like while. trying to meet each other and stuff and we were kind of it was kind of cool because we were kind of separate from all that we were all doing our own thing uh, if there's one thing that's changed uh it was argued to me that this has not changed and this has always been the way and I just didn't know this I was very impressed by the behavior big surprise here of uh young men at bars they were it was a very crowded place a lot of people were coming through and pushing and bumping into each other and everything i did not encounter one young man who did not reach ahead give a double tap to say like hey, hey just I'm, I'm sorry that left right like i'm i'm sorry and like there was a lot of uh usually young men say you're good yeah They'll say, like, oh, you're, yeah, good, oh you're, good, good, you're good, you're good, you're good. But sometimes it's, like, a little, like, you good? Which happens in mid-90s when fuck shit uh, <laughs> sees Stevie's little brother. And he's like, what's up? You good? Like, it's, yeah. n- that's, it's an aggressive you good. Right. This was nothing but friendly you goods. And uh, I don't know if it's just that now, finally, uh, young men are being raised to learn, like, hey, if, if you're an asshole... Someone might actually call you an asshole. Like, there are consequences right. for that now. And, uh, right. Like, don't be an asshole, please. Uh, it seemed like just a collection of people who were really on their best behavior. And there all was, these people were drinking. Yes. There was a lot of nice gentlemen at this at this uh, establishment. I would love for my daughter to marry any one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the women, not so much. So uh, that was the point that was raised. Uh, I was bodied by a couple, uh, by, a couple yeah. ladies. So I pointed out, like, hey, is it me or are these guys not assholes? And uh, Ellen was like, oh, no, the only mean people here are women. And I was like, well, I don't know that that's true. And she was and like, then, think of every person who's, like, run you over <laughs> or crashed into you. And I was like, huh, was 
I don't know if that was always the case. I think that maybe just when we were younger, everyone was assholes probably. I don't know. It's weird being on the uh, outside of it. When I was younger, that I was the asshole. Probably, so, yeah. So uh, now, now that I've sort of grown out of that, I'm uh, taking notice of it more. But it was it was great on Saturday. It yeah. was one of the very few times in Boston. That's why I don't go into the city very much into like those crowded ass bars because yeah. I just don't really do well with people fucking pushing me around all all night. Yeah, my plan was really find a place with TVs and the room to and, breathe and and watch some some baseball. And we did that, and like they had pool tables in there and everything. Honestly, uh, we've probably aged, or at least I have, like have kind of aged out of the scene in which we found ourselves. But we had a great time. There was a guy there who uh, I was like, "Hey, is that costume what I think it is?" And he was like, uh, "I don't. Uh, I actually didn't wear a costume. Sorry." And he was just this kind of like geeky looking guy. And we were like, "Dude." Just tell everyone you're Jack Antonoff. He, he looked, looked exactly like, looked Jack, a lot like Antonoff. Jack Antonoff. Yeah. And he was like, no, this is my look. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> probably not going to like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, there was a guy as well who was about six foot ten. Uh, and he came up to me and he was like, hey, are you Paddington? And I was like, of, of course I'm Paddington. What did you think I was going to dress as, pal yeah. who doesn't know me? And he goes... That's amazing. Can I hug you? And he just hugged me. Really? Yeah. And then he walked away. It was hilarious. You got some. Uh, you got some hugs. I got a random stranger hug. That's the Paddington effect. It was. Uh, it was unbelievable. Nice. Uh, let's talk about uh, these movies. But first, let's talk about losing your hair. Don't want to do it, but sixty-six percent of fellas lose their hair by age thirty-five. It's pretty gross. And by the time they notice it, everyone else is already talking about it. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. So if that hairline's slowly starting to move backwards, you're seeing bald spots, I ask you, do you want that bald spot? You want to do something about it. You want that hairline going like it's Jerry Rice with cornrows? Or you want to do something about it? Why do guys turn to weird solutions such as, I don't know, snake snake oil. oil, gas station supplements, when they can turn to medicine and science? The solution... That's for Hims. For Hims.com, it's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. So you're the audience, and I'm, I'm on my Tony Robbins shit, quite frankly. I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to uh, say that thanks to science, baldness can be optional. For Hims connects you with real doctors in medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss, well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions that will help you keep hair. No snake oil pills, no gas station counter supplements. If you want the gas station counter supplements, you're going to have to go to a gas station because For Hims is giving you the real good stuff. Prescription solutions backed by science. There's no waiting room. We bring the doctors to you. Save hours by going to forhims.com. It's so easy. So order now. These listeners of ours, they get a trial month of four hymns or of hymns for just five dollars today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Lord knows what it would cost if you went to a gas station. <laughs> Go to forhims.com slash brunch. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash brunch. Forhims.com slash brunch. Uh Here's something I gotta tell you in the uh, in the new Red Dead Redemption game, they literally have snake oil as something that you can ingest. Really? Yeah. I uh, was going to get it a few days ago or a few whiles ago, and I was told it takes hours to install. 
Yeah, it's like a massive, uh, massive installation, like size wise, like a hundred gigabytes or something. So it takes a couple hours to. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it takes a couple hours to install. So I didn't get it. Little did I know, uh, my roommate on Friday had left for the weekend and uh, downloaded it before he left. So it would be ready by the time he got back on Sunday. Which, if Smart. you're a Mitch Hedberg fan, he says. Uh, I made a baked potato. I don't want a baked potato right now, but by the time it's ready, who knows? <laughs> it's a great joke about how long it takes to make baked potatoes. And I was like, oh, did you play this first game? And he was like, no, I just saw everyone was talking about it. And by the time it was ready, who knows? Maybe I'd want to play it. So uh, I, I have the game now, I don't know if I'm going to play it, but everyone seems pretty jazzed about it's, it. Uh, it's an unbelievable game. You should definitely play it. Nice. Uh, so we saw a bunch of movies. We saw, uh, we'll talk about First Man. Let's talk about that first because uh, it'll it's probably first be the quickest. Man. Yeah. Uh, it was Damien Chazelle and Ryan Gosling, which should be a great movie. And maybe it was a great movie. I couldn't tell. It was too long and boring. I think this was a great movie in the way that a lot of people think that Darkest Hour was a great movie. Like, it is... Ugh. It's... Uh, I still have no clue what Darkest Hour was. <laughs> it is the boring parts of Dunkirk. Yes. And yeah. So maybe they'll make an interesting part of First Man on the moon. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, like, it, it, I got such a weird feeling when I left the theater after that. Like, I didn't have a lot of takeaways... It was sort of boring. Like I just wasn't that invested in it. It wasn't. It didn't blow me away. But it also wasn't bad. And like I was entertained the whole time. Yeah. It just nothing really. Nothing I was like, too. Except I was happened. bored the whole time, so I wasn't entertained. Okay. Like I didn't hate the movie, but it just it was boring. Uh, A lot Kyle of it Chandler was, was in it. Uh, minimal sweat out of him. <laughs> Uh, he was more sweating stuff because he was one of the He's NASA people. Worried. Yeah, quite worried. The wife was worried a lot. The kids. Uh, Ryan Gosling got tired of his kids eventually, quite frankly. Yeah. Didn't blame him. Guy, I got tired just, of the kids too. Yeah. Uh, he just got really sick and tired of like his entire family It made life. me think like Neil Armstrong must have been a jerk and... They didn't want to point out that Neil Armstrong is a jerk, so they turned him into a jerk right before they w- he went to the moon to be like, oh, it was a moon-related thing. They just, yeah. <laughs> the moon does that to people. Yeah. Uh, the moon was in retrograde. That's why he had to be in quarantine yeah. after. Also, worst quarantine in the world. So oh, my God. I moon, wrote that down on my They put you in quarantine. Uh, he, you just sent this guy to the moon. He's the first guy that's ever been on the fucking moon. Right. Just risked his life. You threw him in a shabby-ass quarantine. Well, it's like, a, it's like a lame quarantine, but also when they walk him into his room at the quarantine thing, there are people just like showing him to his room and stuff. I'm like, what happens to those guys? <laughs> Don't, they should have to go in quarantine right now. They're expendable. Right. Uh, Apparently. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... Guy from Almost Famous was expendable. He was in the movie constantly, and I was like, why wasn't this oh, guy Bill right. being in this? Yes, and then I was like, right. oh, I bet it's because he must die really <laughs> soon, and then he did. Uh, a lot of people die in this movie. A lot more people expe- uh, die than I expected. More honestly. deaths in this than in Halloween. That's true. That might be true. Yeah. That honestly might be true. I, I think you... Uh, Halloween is probably like 11 the or 12. The first Halloween. 
No, the, I'm sorry. The, 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 the first Halloween, there's, yeah. there's, more, uh, there's more in First Man than there is in the first Halloween. I was keeping track, or kind of loosely, uh, of the deaths in the new Halloween, and there were a lot more than I remembered there being the first time. I thought that it was like a five or six thing. Yeah, he gets like he gets like a five or six count before he even gets to Right, like he racks characters. up probably 20, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think like... This is. I thought it was like a very uh, like well shot and well um, like aesthetically pleasing movie. Yeah. Uh, like the spaceship scenes were fucking unbelievable. I thought. I have one issue with the aesthetics. Go uh, on. Why didn't they go during the day instead? Yeah, I think I don't know if you know how space works. You ever think about that? <laughs> uh, your your space knowledge doesn't seem to be great. They seriously. Yeah, like every shot that you see of like it's someone on the moon is always at night, and I know it looks cool because the like the the glow of the moon it yeah. glows a little more. Yeah, but can we have just just say, hey, one mate, during a, the day, like a lamp on? Right. Yes. <laughs> no. No. Just when the sun's out, go then. Yeah. Maybe drop a maybe bring a a, a Kenmore grill, flip a couple burgers. <laughs> Have a nice little day day drink. Yeah, uh, why don't you bring a picnic to the, to moon? the moon? Yes, nice. uh, that's what I would have done. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good call. I I I, I can't can't argue with you there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they should go during the day. Uh, I I think that like the uh, the sound editing was fucking unbelievable. The like the shots from inside the rocket when they when they get launched are great. It's just like I think that like I've never been as claustrophobic during a movie as I was during the the rocket scenes from 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 that movie. It's just like a lot of shaking, yeah. a lot of like noise rattling. In that your was ears really all stuff. I cared about. What the, like the, like what? That's all I was really looking forward to. Once it settled into being a long and boring movie, I was like, all right, just give me more launches. Yeah, I mean, I, me- just, I don't really care about Lance Armstrong's story. Yeah. Like, or Neil Armstrong's. Yeah, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> no, uh, well, I feel like they tried to tell Neil Armstrong's story. I don't but, care. Like, didn't know. Like they, they didn't do it. They spent one second on his daughter, which was this horribly sad thing that would stick with a person. And they even bring up early in the movie when they're asking him, uh, when they're uh, interviewing him to potentially be in the uh, Gemini uh, mission would will your daughter dying uh have an, have an effect on you and he's like of course and they just don't do anything with his family they scale his family back so much and i joked about like maybe he was bored with the kids or whatever but you either make that a part of the story or not so i feel like you said they told his story and you didn't really care about it i think it's because they didn't really tell the story they did it so right, so minimally that you don't right by the end when he does the thing with the bracelet, it's nice, but you're like, man, you guys really skipped over that. Yeah, it's so it's for like a two and a half hour movie. I think that that if you're gonna go two and a half hours, you really have to go in depth on on like one aspect of it. Where like coming away from that movie, I don't feel like I learned a lot about anything really that happened. Right, uh, I learned oh a line that I'm gonna steal from that movie. He's outside. They're they have a they're at this gathering with some friends and stuff. And he's outside and he's just looking at the moon. And uh, he's been out there a while. And one of his friends goes up to him and he's like, "Hey, why don't you go inside? Be, be, be 
be with your kids. And he said, uh, do you think I was, do you think I came out here, uh, because I want to talk to somebody? And I was like, I'm going to do that next time. <laughs> next time someone's like, Hey, you okay? You want to go? I'm going to be like, Hey, you think I walked away from you so you could talk to me? I would have said, text me or something. <laughs> You know, it's, it, that was a, that was a bit of a dagger that line. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not a lot of like not a lot of strong thoughts on first man to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, not not very good. Uh, there was one cool moment. Uh, they are about to when they're about to go to the moon. Kyle Chandler is being read the letter that they're going to uh, put send out to the press uh, when they die, and he reads them the whole thing, and they're getting ready for the mission and everything. And the guy reads it to him and says, uh, any thoughts? And Kyle Chandler says, that's fine. But he says it in such a, I, this is the last fucking right. thing yeah, I care yeah. about. Like, we're, we're working <laughs> we're, on a thing right now. We're about to send somebody to the moon. Like, I, I am busy. Yeah. I'm not going to read your little, dr- like, your drivel. Well, it was, well, it was like, it was, it's also a sense of, of like, hey, this is what's going to happen if, if you, you fail, fail. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to hear that shit yeah so uh yeah i i realized like as this movie got closer to release mm-hmm. and we saw it, like a week after it came out i just realized that i wasn't that interested in it yeah i put it i off. thought that yeah. I, I thought that i was like i thought that i was because i love it's gosling, I love gosling and Giselle, yeah and then eventually i just realized that, like i really don't care about a neil armstrong movie especially we all fucking know what right. happens. Right. Well, that's the biggest thing. I love uh, movies that are based on a true story. That I don't that know. You don't completely <laughs> know. Only the Brave was unbelievable because I didn't know that those guys died at yeah. the end. And then when they all died, it gutted me. And it was this unbelievable movie-watching experience the whole time. Like, whenever they fail and they have to come back and the mission goes wrong and everything, I'm like, well, why are they so upset? They're just going to land on the moon later. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it, it stops sweating it, the small it, stuff, it, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you know the final destination uh, and you know that it's coming and you have to sit through two and a half hours of them just being like, are we going to make it to the moon? Is this going to work? Is this going to... Is this gonna go? What's gonna go wrong? Yeah. Am I gonna see my kids again? It's like yes, just fucking hurry up and get there. And so it it, it was just like a it was too long winded for me. Uh, the guy from House of Cards was good as Buzz Aldrin. Didn't uh, honestly the one thing I learned that uh, was that Buzz Aldrin was super annoying. <laughs> yes, like nobody was, liked Buzz he Aldrin. Yeah. He would he was like really socially awkward. And we just say he the would most say the wrong wakes thing and funerals. And then as soon as he said the wrong thing, you would look around and double down. Right. The worst part about it, like the sh- like his fucking shitty ass comments was like, yeah, I know that they were shitty, but you're all thinking them. Right. Yeah. And he said that it's, he was like, uh, I'm just saying uh, what everyone's thinking. Yeah. And Armstrong's like, maybe don't. Yeah. Uh, also, th- th- this one I think it was a bit disappointing because, I, and I don't, I don't think that I expected uh, Neil Armstrong to be like this fucking witty, charming guy. Oh, but I real always, boring. but I always want that from just Ryan a rubbish Gosling. quote, right? That's what Gosling's supposed to be. Yeah, and so like, I think that was a big reason why I didn't like Drive the first time that I saw it was because it was Gosling was so dry and quiet and like not personable at all. But Gosling can be messed up. Like he, uh, the, in what's a the place beyond the pines? Oh yeah, but what's the one with uh, Michelle Williams? Uh, Valen- Blue Valentine. I don't think I've seen it? that one. Uh, he's like in a bad relationship, and he ends up like kind of losing it. But he, 
he's great. Right, he can play like a fucked up character, but like he, I feel like in Drive, and, and I, I later came around on Drive, but I feel like in this one for sure, like just there wasn't a lot from him, and he wasn't bad. It was I don't just think like I've seen Drive. Is that the one with Paul Walker? Yes, nice. uh, that's Drive Two. Too fast, too fast to drive. To drive. Yes. <laughs> too fast to drive. Too, uh, it's followed no, it's, by it's, too it's, dead to drive. It's too number two yes. fast. T O to drive. <laughs> yes. Too fast to drive. <laughs> All right, what are you? Uh, what are you stamping first, man? Boring with an exclamation point. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say fine. Yeah, like, it was fine. I I was. Originally, that I was hoping because this is getting like Oscar buzz and, and all that shit, and it was a huge release. Um, but it was just not, it didn't live up to the hype for me. Well, the good news is, uh, we saw other movies that we're gonna hear the word love from at least oh, one yeah. of us on each of these movies. Uh, The Old Man, The Gun, and Mid 90s. What are we doing next? Uh, let's do The Old Man and the Gun. Nice. That, this movie before he flew, dies. <laughs> yes, this movie flew under the radar. Uh, like big time. Yeah, and the biggest curse of my life uh, over the past couple of months is just that nobody has fucking seen this movie. Yeah, I was th- after I saw it, I thought of like a great SNL skit that they should do, but I was like, they it won't land. No one's seen, seen it. the movie, or even or even like knows the premise. Uh, this was a very, very, very deeply cute movie. Yes, it was very cute. It was uh. It it had a uh, a very different and very fun spin on like a bank robbery movie. Right. So it's Robert Redford uh, plays a dying man. Probably he's uh, old. He's so, yes. an old man uh, who goes around robbing banks. And Casey Affleck. It, I, was, I realized as I was watching, I was like, "This is it's because Casey Affleck." Do you think that's why they didn't like promote it? I would. I would not be surprised if like just people didn't see it because Casey Affleck. People really. They they turned on Casey Affleck. Brie Larson didn't give him his award. Remember? Uh, no, she didn't. Present. She presented him an award, and when he won it, she was like, "Fucking here." <laughs> well, I mean, fucking the, threw it out. I him. mean, this stuff that that came out with Casey Affleck was pretty bad. But uh, Joaquin Phoenix hasn't got the same treatment. What did Joaquin Phoenix do? I think they were, they were both like together on these like accusations. So they were like they were like they like they treated were, people very like, harassing very, girls on set yeah, together. Dur- yeah. During yeah, because there was the movie that they did together. It was the uh, the Joaquin oh, Phoenix one. Yeah, the David uh, Letterman one. Yes, yeah, 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 that one. So I guess like they were both uh, enabling slash participating in the harassment. So I had to look up what he did, and yeah, so he was just spending his days on set saying, "Come here, girl, kind of holla," and doing all that stupid shit. I think that I I remember like reading that like. One of them locked a girl in a Ugh. bedroom with the other one, and like sort of like forced her to stay in there. Jesus. Uh, it was it was a lot of bad shit. So, not good. Um, so maybe that's why people didn't want to see uh, this movie. I-, I did not know that Casey Affleck was in it. Oh yeah, sure. No, I yeah, seriously. Yeah, didn't. Way to fucking uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, way to have no backbone, pal. Right. Yeah. But Spineless. Uh, Robert R- Robert Redford was great. Everybody in it was. Great, I mean, very good. It's uh, Danny, Gl- Danny Gl- Spacey. Uh, Spacey, yes, Sissy Spacey. Uh, a deeply problematic movie. Yes, right. This was yeah between Affleck and, and Spacey. Robert Redford, don't clear say, communist. W- terrific movie. Don't go support this movie though. Uh, wait, what's Robert Redford's deal? Uh, communist, because he's red. Oh, nice. Nailed it. Cool. Uh, well, also uh, Republican. Ooh, yeah. 
Is, is, is that the Republican color? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, like a red state. Yeah, no, I know that. I know like the color thing. I just didn't know which one was associated with which. Oh yeah, those big those bozos guy. wear uh, red ties. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So uh, red hat. So communist Republican, uh, and just and old. Casey Affleck. Don't even need to say any more there. <laughs> a lot of stuff you don't want to see. Uh, but uh, he's uh, Redford's great in it. Um, Affleck is kind of what he always is. Not to say that he's not a good actor, but I'm saying like his character was similar to so many of his characters. Yeah, like he's like sad and mopey. Right. A little frustrated. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I thought everybody was pretty good. Uh but the Tom the, Waits how what'd love you think? Him. What'd you think? Well, I was he wasn't in it a ton. I know, but I like but I, just I love him. I told you that Tom Waits was, was uh, in this movie, and you got so fucking excited. No, I no. You told me to see. You said I. You said Old Man and the Gun is the best, and then I looked up what oh, it right. was, and I was like, "Was Tom Waits in it?" And you were like, "Yes, he was great." I was like, "What is this movie?" And then the <laughs> Howmouth guys said, "Like, yeah, he acts." Yeah, I didn't know uh, that. And so uh, I didn't want to tell you. Got so excited that Tom Waits is in this movie. I didn't yeah. want to tell you that he wasn't <laughs> Not in really. it very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, neither was Danny Glover, really. Yeah. Um, but like the dynamic and the chemistry between Robert Redford and Sissy Spacek or Spacey, oh yeah, uh, was unbelievable. Their, she was their lovely. Scenes were, in it. Their yeah. scenes were great. This was if you go into this movie like hoping for like a lot of bank robbery and like yeah. a lot of like action. It's, it's as not light a bank robbery movie as you could possibly right. see the comparison i keep making is it's chef with old people yes it is and it is as light on like go- i'm gonna watch this a million times like i watch chef it's just like a warm movie yeah yeah it is uh it for sure is like a feel good feel happy while watching it there's so many like great wonderful scenes that make you feel warm inside yeah uh and it is as light a gun movie as a movie with a gun in the title right there's guns are not fired in this movie <laughs> no uh but I-, I loved it i thought that it was fucking unbelievable there's one scene where robert redford rides a horse and oh it is yeah the fucking red most beautiful red bed selection <laughs> yes it is the most uh beautiful scene with the a great soundtrack it's yes very I've good thinking soundtrack. about it forever yeah it's uh and it looks great. He so they make so he's this guy that robs banks by showing them a gun, calmly saying that he's robbing them, and then he charms his way through the robbery. And the the witnesses always say to the police, "Well, he seemed like a nice enough guy," and stuff like that. Uh, and he wears these brilliant blue suits mm-hmm. that just he looks unbelievable. As good an old person as an old person can look. He looked. Just sensational. She looked great. Everybody, the, the they weren't in a lot, but Danny Glover and Tom Waits had a very cute uh, rapport. Yeah, like, like the three, the three old guys. Like I feel like that has, is uh, they the bank super super overdone in Hollywood. Like there's been a lot of movies over the past this couple is of years. Where a it's way like more fun version of going out in style. Yes, yeah, and uh, so robbing thought, banks in style. Yes, I thought that, that it was very very good. My big fat robbing banks in style movie. Um, uh, I uh, the I, banks we robbed list. Huh? The banks we robbed list. Yes, the list of banks we robbed. I uh, I. I felt a little less comfortable uh, with the movie after finding out at the end that it was like a true story. 
Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know that, really. And I, I guess it's not super, like, problematic, like a, but it was, like, a very romanticized telling of this guy's life. who was, like, this guy was a, a criminal. Oh, yeah. bank robber. But at the end of the day, he didn't really hurt anybody. He just this dude just fucking loved robbing banks. Okay, so you're an idiot. Uh, you fell into the. You're like I feel bad that I thought he was a good guy. He, I never thought he was a good guy. He was the, the movie starts with them robbing a bank. Yeah, but I, I like who the fuck is a criminal. Yeah, but like he is uh, a criminal who is nice to people and he robs banks. I don't care about banks. Banks rob us all the time. So how does that hold up in court if somebody robs a bank it. with a gun up. and they're like, oh well, he was he was nice. I'm not saying it holds up in court, but like he's he's not a murderer criminal. There there are different classes and uh, and you know genres of criminals. If people your listeners are going to go rob banks now because yeah, you, as long as they pay a nice compliment and make people feel good uh, about about themselves, <laughs> go for it. Okay, uh, we we got to get you some, some pro bank robbing podcast understanding lessons. Uh, what would you stamp this? Uh, I I I'm going to stamp it. Loved it. I loved it. Uh, yeah, I will say, uh, very cute. Uh, how, like, how, do you think it was a great movie, though? No, like, I think that yeah, it was, me neither. Like, I, I'm not gonna say that it was one of the best movies of the year. Mm-hmm. It was for sure one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah, so far, I would agree. I think that it just, like, appealed to, to, like, a lot of my interests. It had, like, a great soundtrack, looked great, was, uh, had a awesome, uh, like, like lovey dynamic between mm-hmm. the two main characters who are old, and I usually hate old characters, yep. but they did it for me. Um, it was just, it was, it was awesome, and it was just an easy watch that I can probably watch over and over again uh, for like years to come. So yeah. I'm gonna say I loved it. I will, I will watch that a lot as well. Uh, Mid '90s, how's a boot? Now this is one I will jump out and say I loved it. Like love. Love, love, loved it. Really loved it. I've seen it twice. Uh, it was really great. Uh, good job, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, uh, I was very uh, intrigued to see what his first movie would be because if you've ever seen Jonah Hill in like interviews and everything, and if you saw the thing where when he got in trouble, when he, he dropped a hard F on the camera guy, like, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. There was a guy that was like, there was like a TMZ guy that was like really harassing him and saying some like really not nice things. And uh, Jonah Hill wasn't saying a word, wasn't saying a word, wasn't saying a word. And then eventually he said, suck my D U F. And it was like bad. And sounds it. Right. And a lot of hard Fs in this movie as well. Right. But so, no, reflective but of the, the, time. the point <laughs> I'm, I'm making, obviously, and Jonah Hill was like, he obviously knew that this was being recorded and everything, and he was like mortified. And he just seems like a uh, a very vulnerable person. Mm-hmm. So I was interested to see what his first go of writing and directing a movie. When he's always said that like he didn't want to be an actor, uh, or he didn't necessarily want to be an actor. His goal was to be a director. Yeah. And then once he became an actor, he intentionally didn't start directing because he didn't want to be like the actor who cuts an album you know and it's like okay i'm doing both these things now so uh this was his first kick at the can and it's about an 11 year old kid who's just trying to fit in with a group of kids uh skateboarding is the the kind of medium there in the mid 90s and it just 
conveyed it was very short under 90 minutes it conveyed just how boys in the 90s were and that's not necessarily a good thing as you said there's like a lot of homophobia there's a lot of uh it's like brimming with toxic masculinity mm-hmm. uh and i think that it was gutsy that he was willing to earnestly convey that because I haven't read any big reactions. I know that it's only got like an 80 on Rotten Tomatoes, which I thought, I thought it would it's be a lower lot. than that now. I think it's like a 78. Really? Which I yeah. – it's crazy that it's it's not like at least like hovering around 90. To yeah, I'm because. wondering what why people w- – other than like if they just didn't like that that was conveyed. But, but it it's, was it's that a, was like a real-ass look. It's a movie that is called Mid-90s yeah. about the Mid-90s. Yeah. And that shit is and like, like boy, very like, reflective yeah. of young boys yeah. how they would act in that time, especially like these this circle of of boys. Yeah, they're like they're misfits. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I fucking loved it. I think that it it like sort of got a lot of the things right that uh, that eighth grade did too. Like with that age and sort of like the the insecurities that you have and mm. um, like where you're vulnerable. I think that it, it like is a movie that will be relatable to a lot of people like when they were that age. Yeah, a lot of uh, coming-of-age movies, I tweeted this right after I saw it, a lot of coming-of-age movies have come out over the last few years, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like that's like... has been a, in all of them. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, the kid from mid-90s, uh, uh, Lucas, Lucas Hedges. Hedges. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot... I feel like... Not necessarily. It's like the cheap way to get people to say your movie was all the feels, but mm-hmm. it's like on a, it is. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like if if you're a writer, uh, write a feature. If you want people to compliment, it, say that you did a great job, just write a feature because it's really hard to mess up a feature unless you absolutely suck. Uh, and that's what I feel like coming of age films are. I think that this is the best one of that group that's come out in the past two years. Uh, like uh, since starting with. Uh, I don't, maybe not necessarily going back to yeah like i would say uh well way before it like uh brooklyn uh ladybird what was the uh what was the other one um i haven't seen eighth grade so that's a big you omission. haven't seen eighth yeah, grade? i haven't seen it okay uh i liked this better than eighth grade but it they're two very different movies in the like the way that they approach the coming of age. Like eighth grade is a very cringe heavy sort of like coming of age movie. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a difficult watch. Where this one isn't really. Like it it's it's more like brutal than it is yeah. like cringe worthy. So uh I liked this one a lot more, but I know that eighth grade has fucking gotten a ton of praise from basically everybody. I also liked this more. Uh, also, probably just because I'm a boy and I could relate to. I'm a boy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a real boy. So like, like part of me not loving Ladybird as much as everybody else. Like, I thought that Ladybird was like very good, mm-hmm. and then people started talking about it like it was the greatest movie in the world, and I was like, ah, oh, there are some. It, it, he, like there are some areas where it could have been better, but I think that obviously I'm just going to relate to uh, like a little kid trying to fit in with a group of friends more so yeah. than uh, like a, a high schooler arguing with their parents because I was kind of I was kind of done arguing with my parents by the time I was in high school anyway. So like Lady Bird was like my middle school, except it was done by a uh, high schooler. So I guess what I'm saying is I was a lot more mature than Lady Bird. 
but yeah, this uh, it was good. It didn't uh, it didn't bite off more than it could chew. No, definitely not. It was like eighty five minutes. Right. I thought that it was fucking. I think that was my biggest takeaway from this movie was that it's an eighty five minute movie and it will pack as hard and as heavy a punch as you'll find an eighty five minute movie ever make. Yeah, you get the relationship with his brother, which he has like this really bad relationship with his brother, but where they just still kind of exist together, uh, and they fight, and he's making all these new friends, and the the character, Ray, which is like the king of the, the misfits that he hangs out with, unbelievable. is unbelievable. Like, so good. Best, best uh, talking to scene, I would say, mm-hmm. since the end of Call Me By Your Name, yeah. where... He sits. This kid, who's a skateboarder, by the way, all, all most of these actors, these people were not actors. Uh, the kid who plays Ray, Nakel Smith, who also does stuff with Odd Future, I think, uh, sits him down after his mother like embarrasses him in front of all his friends and says like, "You guys aren't to see this kid ever again." He sits him down and like gives him this talking to about. How like everyone has problems, and he talks about his life, and he talks about he talks about the group one by one, and all the issues that they have. And this kid is he's the coolest one. He's the only one in the group who tries. Yes. Uh, he's the only like driven person, and they, they all make fun of people who try. And he's like constantly saying like I want to like make something of myself. And he takes this little kid under his wing. This kid's probably like I don't know like sixteen and really cool. The main character is 11 and tiny and is smoking so cigarettes and stunning his growth. So this kid's an absolute disaster. 40s, right. Taking drugs. Right. And this kid uh, is just just like such a good influence well, in this scene of bad influence. Yeah. And I mean, it was so it was so fucking necessary to have this character and to do this character so well, because like you said, like in the movie, they're all just like fucking shitheads. Yeah, they are shitheads, and like they are the worst, almost the worst reflection of like the '90s as you could possibly find yeah. in teenagers. And so to have that like one pillar that is basically like, all right, fucking relax. This isn't cool, right? To all all these kids, like that that was so necessary for the movie because that that says like the movie the, that's the movie saying we know that this like isn't cool. Yeah, but oh, we, right. But we, but we need it as like a. He's a, like the like beacon light, reflecting yeah. the period. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's uh, he was awesome. I obviously all the movies haven't come out yet, and I know that this guy's not an actor. Uh, I was looking at his credits. Uh, the only thing that he's been in other than uh, mid nineties is Loiter Squad, which is the yeah. Odd Futures TV show, which is quite funny sometimes. Um, but. I would say that he should get a best best supporting actor. No. Really? Yeah, I think he was he was so good. Uh, and the the other characters were fun. Again, like you said, they're shitheads. Uh, the the character fuck shit yes. was yeah. uh, just an interesting boy. He's this kid with really really long Great hair. hair. Yeah. Uh, every other word out of his mouth is a swear. Mm-hmm. And uh, his they, name is fuck shit. Yep. They get into a. Uh, the only there is a couple cool cameos in the movie. Uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien is in the movie. Uh, he plays a homeless guy that they sit down with while they're skating. And the other one is uh, why can't I think of his name? Jared Carmichael. Uh, yeah, I think that's his name. Why can't I? I, I know it's Carmichael. I don't know the the first the first name. That's crazy that I can't. I think it is. It's like 
J E R O D. Like Yeah, Jared Carmichael. Yeah. Uh he uh plays a cop that they all yell uh, at. A cop and is, is generous. Yeah. He's like a rent a cop. Yeah. As they call him in the movie. Uh yeah, I mean like they, they show that scene in the trailers or like at least a portion of it, and it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, and it goes on for so much longer in the actual movie. Right. They're going back at each other and they're uh, he's telling fuck shit like, hey, like, stop saying the N-word. I, I don't know if, I don't you're, if you're allowed to say that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you're, you're black in there. And like they go from insulting each other to just like saying things that aren't necessarily insults as they're going back and forth. Like they're yelling at each other. And then Carmichael goes. You look Samoan. (laughs) (laughs) Cool observation. (laughs) I think you might be Samoan. Uh, He tells him he looks like uh, Sheryl Crow. Yeah. (laughs) And the other kid's like, I don't even know who that is. Right, which like, he might not know yet who Sheryl Crow is. Uh, It was really, really funny. Really good. Uh, There was funny moments. There was like, there was funny moments. There was depressing moments. There was sad moments. There was like moments where you get angry. Yeah. It's just like, it sort of runs the emotional, emotional like gauntlet. Yeah. And, uh, and to do that in 85 minutes, I was like thoroughly impressed. Yeah. And to, uh, pick up from an earlier part of the conversation, it is nice to see. And again, this is based on one bar experience that, uh, Kids have gone from in the 90s to being just thoroughly shitheads. And kids are always going to be shitheads. Like, you know, no yeah. matter what... Uh, That's what, not what, a time the, period thing. That is right. a age thing. Right. But, like, maybe they won't be as uh, terrible with their words and things like that. Uh, I will say that uh, kids in the mid-90s being portrayed that way to uh, the, the guys at the bar the other night who none of them were assholes was a nice little breath of fresh air. Uh, great soundtrack also in this yes. movie. Wonderful soundtrack. Um, yeah, I think uh, that's... What else do I have? Um, it's... Uh, I, the only problem that I sort of had was like th- that uh, there's like one scene at the very end that is sort of enabled by the the character Ray. And I was just like... It, it sort of like didn't fit to me. That that he allowed it to happen, but based oh, on like yeah. the way that that yeah. like he acted throughout the entire movie before that, like he was the he was on the straight and narrow. He was always looking out for the best for for like everybody else. Yeah, and like the fact that that scene was allowed to happen just kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, the I didn't the I didn't think the ending was very good. It ends kind of abruptly and. I understand that if you're only telling a really short time, it's probably going to end abruptly. But uh, yeah, I'll agree. I I thought that the the last uh, like five to ten minutes were were pretty hurried. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, but overall, I fucking I I really really liked yeah, it. Excellent movie. Uh, what would you stamp it? Uh, I would say really good. I will say a triumph. Ooh! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, a triumph, a triumph. Uh, man, that kind of sucks because I was going to ask you. Um, one of my questions that I wrote down was, "Who do you think has had the best directorial debut this year?" And I oh, know, that, this I know is better than not, a Star Is Born. I know you're not. I, yeah, I figured that you were going to say that, but I was hoping that you had seen uh, Eighth Grade, which uh, is um, Bo Burnham's directorial debut. Yeah, but I also wonder. I'm a little uh, skeptical about Eighth Grade. Because Bo Burnham's also in the uh, 
we're not allowed to say anything bad about him because we all love him. And he's we're, like he's like the white he's like, childish he's Gambino woke god. Yeah, he's a little. Like, everybody's like it's unfair that he's this talented. Right. That's what they they say that about. It's like no, he's talented and he tries and he does stuff <laughs> and that's that's awesome for him. And he doesn't like put himself in a box. Right. Yeah. He does a lot of different shit and he's good at all of it because he's very talented. talented. Right. So let's just like him, and love him, take it in stride. Let's. Uh, yeah, so I'm a little wary. So if I end up seeing eighth grade and I'm like, mm, it's yeah, probably because I, I, I had some preconceived relax yeah. about Bo Burnham going and on. And also I think that you you always kind of, not always, but you have a tendency of... Overcorrecting? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that, that eighth grade has gotten a shitload of hype. Yeah. And for you to see it now... Now I'm going to say it's terrible. This, yeah, I, yeah, I, and I also just like don't see you doing well with the, how cringy it is. Oh, really? Yeah, so, eighth, so what's cool about mid-90s is... There's a lot of like, oh, yikes. Like, so they, they show, uh, which they didn't need to do, they uh, show a love scene yeah. for the 11 year old, which didn't even come close to needing. And no, but, uh, but they, they, I feel like they didn't cross a line or oh, anything. Oh, right, 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 right. It was like a very, we know that this is going to be uncomfortable for right. you. So right. They of... only show the uncomfortable parts. Yes. And then, uh, then he runs out and he tells his friends, like, what exactly <laughs> he just did and i'm like oh dude but, but that's exactly that, what the fuck would happen right when that shit does happen because like when you're that young and you have like your first sexual thing literally you're trying to tell everybody about it and all the fucking details he immediately runs home and tells his older brother that he's a loser because he doesn't <laughs> get as much p word as him it's the best and then his brother uh just beats the shit out of him crushes him <laughs> yeah the, I love the fact that this movie started off literally had no uh, no title scenes mm-hmm. other than one that was the A twenty four, but it was a bunch of skateboards, right? And it was uh, it was like very in theme with the movie, and then the movie just immediately starts. I thought that yeah. was very cool. Did you also notice uh, the size of the screen? Yes, it was yeah. uh, not widescreen, so right. it was like shot like a nineties sort exactly. of movie. Exactly. Pretty cool. Yeah. And the older brother drinks uh, orange juice the whole time. Yeah, what the fuck was that? I like it. That's, uh, there's a term for that where it's like a thing that that's just tied into the movie that isn't necessary. Not, it's not like a red herring where like a red herring is trying to throw you off. Yeah. But just like it's just a thing about that character that they just like, really like a peach with they call me by your name. they really want you to know that they get it in with the fruit for next week we're going to be fucking seeing bohemian rhapsody which comes out this friday mm-hmm. i think that we're both extremely on the same page about this movie don't want where see we it. do not want to fucking see it and it's not that i'm not interested in it i am interested in it i just know with very close to certainty that it is going to suck and I'm going to hate it. Yeah, it's not. I I would love to enjoy it and I've seen nothing from the previews. Absolutely nothing other than like just I'm, I'm interested to see how Rami Malek does. Other than that, I have no interest from anything that I've seen in the previews about like having uh, faith in this movie of delivering a good product. But there's just so much stuff like I like that they show, then I'm like, that didn't happen. Yes, that's exactly. not how that happened. T- that is not how that happened. Exactly. And I told you that's what uh, that's what Mike Ryan wrote from Uproxx. Oh, he really? was like, this is the first biopic that I've ever watched in which l- literally every scene I was like, that's not how that happened. Oh, yeah. The uh, 
What comes next? Well, now comes the operatic section. No, that didn't happen. That's not. Right. No, no, no. Uh, it's just it's not going to be an authentic story at all. Like from the storytelling to like the actual scenes and stuff like that. It is just going to be a. I already know that it's going to be like a Wikipedia movie. Yeah, it's going ass. to tell you the Wikipedia page of Queen. Gross. 